a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Let's lock in. This is Unrivaled. Yes! Yes! The teams you live for, the sports you love. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keurig, presented by G2G Bars on 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. All right, everybody, welcome on in. It is Unrivaled 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Alex Keurig, Scott Mitchell, BYU Spring Practices, one day in the books, and it's as if independence never even existed. Independence, we hardly knew ye. It's Division One football. It's the Big Twelve. Yeah, how'd that go, Dan Hawkins? Hey, Colorado. Maybe they find themselves back into the Big Twelve at some point. I'll come full, full circle there. Scott Mitchell, what's or up? San today, Diego dude? State. Maybe they go to the Big Twelve. Oh, I've heard that too. I've heard all of it. There's any iteration we've well, heard. Okay, I've put it through my head of whether or not it could happen or not. And Independence I'm, is yes. such a. Is it an oxymoron? <laughs> <laughs> because you're actually because you're really you're not independent you're at tied all. down a you're lot you're just like you're floating out there you're on man. the outside looking in all the time so two things happened yesterday before we get into the cut and i was thinking about this because actually i read i read a kind of a random writer's look at byu and their and their run in the wcc if you want to call it the thing is that the wcc byu had some pretty decent years of basketball in that wcc they never won the regular season title Never won the postseason title. They never won one championship in the WCC in basketball, in men's basketball. Oh, they're going to kill it in the Big 12, then. <laughs> the word kill does come to mind. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's interesting because last night you had two things happen. BYU gets eliminated by St. Mary's, which is kind of like something that seems to happen all the time in that tournament, them or Gonzaga, right? And then in that era, the Big 12 era already begins, right? Last night, as soon as that game was lost, everyone goes, Thank you, WCC. We hardly knew ye, and I don't care one whit anymore about you guys because we are in the Big 12. And so that's where I think a lot of BYU fans went, and good for them because I hate that tournament. I hate that time. I I hate the Orleans Arena. I hated that place. Having gone down there multiple times to cover that tournament, uh, more toward the front end of when you know BYU was there, I, I can't stand that tournament at that place. And BYU historically performed really poorly at that thing, or they just never won it. I mean, they, teams, and so I was so, I was always very just, disappointed yeah. by it. Some teams just show up in tournaments, and some teams kind of disappear. It's but I don't care now. There's something you don't care now. I don't care now. You know, actually, why? I don't believe that. I think you actually do care. No, they're I think, gone. I, think, I know, but you're like, but I think you've cared, and I think you do care now. 
Well, it's and like independence. It served a purpose, but like I think there'll be a can lot. Can we of, just be on? No, did anyone really care about BYU basketball this year? Did anyone ever really I'm, think I'm, they were going to go somewhere this year with their, been, with their program? Was it Jeremiah? I mean, who all came I've on? heard is a whole lot of boy. They were really close yeah. this year. They were really close to actually winning some games. I never heard that they were close. They're they're not that far off. Mark Pope has got an issue. It's here, the man. same issue I hear with Utah. Oh, this is a building year. Man, Oof. wait till next year. They're going to be good. I, I can't. I heard that about seven years in a row. Yeah. And Craig Smith is 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 turning some sort of a corner. Yeah. This is this is going to be a decent year for him. Turns him down to a dark alley with a brick brick wall <laughs> at the end of it. That's that's the corner he's turning. So I just I I think that you you thank the WCC. Thank you so much. This is a great relationship. Really? It's just not going to work out, right? It's the it's the girlfriend you. It's the girlfriend you had before you got engaged to the real person who you're going to marry. That's what the WCC was. It never felt real. It never What's, felt like you were a part of it. I didn't. I didn't love. L- listen, I could go the rest of my life with never having to play Pacific again in, in, in basketball, never having to see LMU on the docket. It's just I, I couldn't stand the WCC for basketball. It just seemed like a place where you're getting killed by Gonzaga or St. Mary's, and the rest of the teams were like, you're going to these garbage gyms. And I know that they're going to – and they put on a nice face. And I'm so glad that – But I'm the so West glad Coast that, Conference the best conference, though, for BYU? Uh, for basketball, the, yeah, it was better you than – You think it's better? There's no version of independence in basketball. Like, you got to put yourself No, no, somewhere. no, I understand that. But I'm talking about all the other sports. Like, they, they participate in, um, um, you know, the Olympic sports, all the, all of those. It, would it, it was it better for them it's like, to be in the West Coast Conference for, for like? For so I guess, I guess what I'm asking you is the West Coast Conference is it better than the Mountain West Conference? I think for basketball, because you had Gonzaga and St. Mary's, you could say oh, so. Gonzaga, St. Mary's, and BYU made that conference like uh, you just had like an overall more of a top heavy top tier, I guess. And oh. I'm not even putting BYU necessarily in that top tier. I'm saying. Gonzaga, it's in its own atmosphere, and when they're in your conference, there's no version of that in the Mountain West. It right? feels like to but me I, you with, had more consistency across the board. I think yeah. from Mountain West basketball, they needed a WCC. Right. It feels like to me. It feels like to me. I, I don't know. I just thought of that now. I wonder if that would have been interesting to to have stayed in the Mountain West in other sports and then been independent in football. But here's here's the thing. Um, I shoot. Now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, let me. I totally you. forgot it. Let me. I, this is this is what we call. Uh, that's a super thought, buddy. That means we're not supposed to be talking about it. Oh, that's yeah. a, that's if we were going to move straight on from it. No, you know what today is though. It's going to come I know, back to you. I'll tell you what's causing it. It's not what? a super thought. What? It's a worm moon. What does that mean? I saw that in the news. Oh, it's exp- a worm moon. Do you want me to explain? A Warren no, moon. A worm, as in a worm in the ground. Yeah, I prefer Warren moon. No, Warren moon. It's not Former Warren moon. Washington Husky. No, no. <laughs> Oilers guy for Jeremy. There you no, go. Minnesota Vikings. Jeremy, light it up. It's the Warren moon. <laughs> Look. <laughs> The war, the worm moon uh-huh. comes in the spring, so it comes it, so it's like right around the uh, spring equinox, okay, and it's the moon that signifies the coming of spring. Mm. So it's when the ground starts to thaw and the worms come out of the ground, uh. or the worms come out of the the wax worms come out of the trees because they're, they're warming up. So it's the it's the worm moon yep. signifying the coming of spring. We learn something every day from Scott Mitchell, don't you? Yeah, and it's tonight. That's well, why I couldn't remember what I was going to say. These worms are going to have about six feet of snow to get through before they come up. We're not going to see them for a while here. Here's my thought. It came back to me. Oh, what was it? I think as far as BYU basketball has to go, yeah, they have to have a serious, you know, um, <laughs> 
I, I, I was going to say come to Jesus talk. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Already there, but man. they do that kind of every day. Yeah, but but about where they really are, because you sit here and you go, never won the tournament, never yeah. won the conference, yep. and they're in the West Coast Conference. I mean, it's the West Coast. Sorry, don't I, don't say sorry. But why would you expect them to be Gonzaga anytime? Because the because they, this is the best basketball Gonzaga I, has played. I mean, across the board, I, it wasn't this year. Ridiculous. They should be competing to win that conference every single year. Uh, there were times where they were a lot closer than they ended all, up. All I'm saying is I think there needs to be an honest conversation, a frank conversation about where their program really is and what what it's really going to take to compete in the Big 12. All right. Well, I've got two things to bring up here. That's all I'm saying. That was my thought. I, I And it's well put. I just I have something positive for BYU fans here. Okay? My, my comment isn't negative. No, no. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that your warm moon – Worm moon. Your yeah. worm moon uh, yeah. discussion actually has a lot more to do with what we're going to bring up in the cut than you may have thought. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. It's springing. Something's different. The worms are coming out of the ground or whatever it is for the worm moon. Let's get to the, uh, let's get to the cut. Let's jump in. The other question. Undeniable. Unrivaled. Top sports story of the hour. Here's what made the cut. Ain't nothing like it. All right, the cut presented by G2G Bars. G2G Bars is a protein bar that tastes fantastic. You've got to give it a shot. You've heard us talking about it enough, and, man, they are good. G2GBar.com, Costco, Associated Foods, Holiday Oil, Maverick, um, all in the refrigerated section because they don't have any preservatives or any uh, any additives like that. It's gross. It tastes fantastic. So try it. And Trajan Wealth, T-R-A-J-A-N Wealth.com. That's Trajan Wealth, trusted local financial fiduciaries. Uh, it's TrajanWealth.com. All right, I got I got a uh, I got a good I got a good thing here for you because in the last two days with BYU getting knocked out of the WCC tournament, everybody just goes good, moving on. We're in the Big Twelve now. That's the idea. Is like WCC's gone on to the Big Twelve, and I know that they don't want to officially become members until when July first. Like July first, right? July first. Sometimes so they go in July, but right now they're already in. And spring football fired up yesterday, and I heard Mitch Harper talking about it on his uh, when uh, he did the breakdown last night. You know, they're practicing right during our show for spring, and so it's hard to, you know, we don't get to go down and actually uh, catch some of these practices. But you know, I sort of live vicariously through Mitch Harper, and you should as well. And Hans goes down there. Uh, Jay Catch is doing a fantastic job too. And I, I, I'm, I'm looking at this thing, and, and Mitch goes, the first day of spring practices for BYU in the Big Twelve era, right? It's like. Everybody is like, 
We're out of the WCC now. I know it's it comes on the on the back of getting eliminated in the in the WCC tournament, and then Independence is over. Every step along the way, Independence is going to feel like like you're digging another. It's it's dead, but at the same time, there are things that are significant that are significant along the way here. The first practice in spring as a quote unquote Big Twelve member, even though you're not really there yet, uh, and then walking up to J- July one, you're going to have all these like, hey, it's our first Big Twelve spring football game. All of those things signify something that's really good, which is a change that you needed, you worked for, and for as much as independence sucked, it was, it was also amazing what Tom Holmo did to get him to that spot. There were moments in independence that stunk big time. There were bright, bright spots that were bright enough to get looks that they did. And spring practices fire up yesterday, and we are desperate for nuggets, right? It's just like any crumb, we eat it all off the ground, and it's just like anything, and you know, the idea of Keaton Slovis looked, he was impressive that first day of spring. I, I don't know what to Based think of it. Based off of what? I know. I don't There's know what to think to of it. Well, no, I, it, it sounds to me like uh, the start of the Civil War. They were going to have their first battle, and it was it was not too far outside of the, the uh, city limits of Washington, D.C. So everyone got dressed up, and they got their picnic baskets, and they got their uh, – their wagons and their horses and off they rode and we're gonna go watch a little civil war battle and this is exciting this is the beginning of the civil war battle this is this is exciting and then all of a sudden they got there and it was like oh this is like this the is are fly this is legitimate <laughs> and they're all like running for their lives uh after not too long and and it just it just feels that way just a little bit uh again this isn't a negative comment but uh it'll be fascinating to see how BYU handles this, not just in football, but across the board in all of their sports, uh, you know, at what point are they going to be competitive? And is that transition going to take some time or or is it going to be, you know, kind of a shorter, shorter transition? But uh, it's going to be, you know, as Mitch mentioned, BYU is playing 10 power five football games Ooh. this year. And that's that's what a, you work that's for. A, that's a big deal. It's what you work for. And guess what? Deal. You're also a power five opponent for your uh, for your opponent. Too. Yes, you so are. There you go. It's all it's all official, and I'm just it, it is a good feeling for BYU fans now that everything's kind of off the table. I you know, and we'll talk a little bit later about whether or not an NIT invite is even if BYU could get an NIT invite. I'm so over the freaking NIT. Like I know that these are these are tournaments that that the coaches kind of uh, relish in, and BYU have has had relative success in recent NITs, but it's just not. It just isn't there, right? It doesn't create the buzz, and it feels a little bit like being a six and six team or a six uh, a five and bowl eligible, right? A six and yeah. seven team or a, right. a six and six team, and they're like, well, technically you made a bowl, so let's go. But you're not really people aren't watching you because you're competing. You're on TV because it's a game that we put together. Or you're a five and seven team, and and everyone else you still declined. get invited, yes. And, and you it's go, like, well, sure. um, we got to fill a spot. You want to you want to show up? We'll take the practices, right? I think Mark Pope is has been the best thing for BYU basketball uh, in the last few years. Like he's just been a major piece of being able to uh, really represent that program. But it definitely the trend is not good because uh, from a few years ago, their their Ken Palm ratings, their net ratings, all falling, which is obviously not a good trend. But I just I believe so much in Mark Pope. And I really believe that BYU football, for as much as you don't, you're not going to get a lot out of spring football. I actually watched some of the video yesterday of Keaton Slovis and watched some of the uh, of the stills of him with all that BYU gear on and running with the uh, the offense. 
the Aaron Roderick and uh, Fessy Sataki offense, and the guy's taking it on, and I think he's taking this shot seriously. This guy has one chance to get into the NFL and really like do something. And if you're at BYU and you have a decent year at quarterback, you're going to get a look. And so I think that he is fighting for something like that, and it's only good for BYU. Let's uh, hear from Keaton Slovis then. Uh, he likes this offense. He likes what's uh, what's going on. So this is the first uh, yesterday, the first words out of the uh, BYU spring football quarterback mouth of Keaton Slovis. Uh, there's a lot. Uh, we throw it a lot. That's kind of our identity. I think it does a great job of like protecting the quarterback, very quarterback friendly, and uh, puts you in a position to get you in a rhythm and operate. Even like, I think the first period was like, uh, like run actions, play action, run period. Uh, we didn't have a great rhythm, but we kind of found it like a period later. And I think that's kind of testament to the offense is you might not have, you might not hit a touch on every play, but uh, you're gonna find a rhythm because of the way it's set up. Well, the key word there, and I know you don't like this, but I actually do. When he said us, and you want someone who's bought into where you are, and you just, you really do. And, sure. and so he's it, look, it's his first day on the job, and he's speaking in those terms of of where he is. But there's also <laughs> a, a little hint of, and maybe I'm being a little over analytical here. There's okay. there's a tent. There seems to be like, oh my goodness, I'm here. I'm I'm having my first practices and like, you know, the first beginning. And there's he was just talking rather fast, and he's not necessarily a guy who talks like 900 miles an hour. He's he's he's, he's thinks through. He's his, a veteran. He's well but thought. He, but he's, he's been he's everywhere. Like, he's okay. in, he was under that that microscope in L.A. We're, we're here. We're we're doing this thing. You know, mm-hmm. we got it going on here. And and off he goes. I just, I'm a big Keaton Keaton Slovis guy. Are you? I, I really I, the guy has some talent, yeah, and and I think in the right setting. And if if this again, if this, I just said this back in the very beginning of Keaton Slovis, whatever he likes, that's what I would run. I I, I and I know they're going to make the mistake of he goes now I can handle this. I, I'm an intellectual guy. I can I know I can, but you'll know it intellectually, but you won't know it in football speed, and you'll and you'll do it kind of. Halfway, but if they get a lot of plays that he's super confident with, and they just get him off to a really good start in the season, and then they build on it as they go through the season, they're they're gonna they're gonna be much better off than they just instead of just throwing the whole kitchen sink yeah. at him and just. I got to excited him, about yeah. it. I got really excited about watching, uh, you know, Slovis take some of his first semi-real practice. I I never know what to think about spring, but the, it's a, the guys chomping at the bit, and so there's something to be said, and there's a bunch of new guys. There are so many people who are like, I got I have got to earn my keep here. This is when I'm going to make waves because I might not be able to get the same type of reps, uh, you know, in the fall when other people come back from injury or whatever. Yeah. And so it's super important that guys start to show off a little bit, and that's when you start to get the best of spring is when the guys that are uh, new to the program and want to prove themselves, they, they know they're getting their pictures taken. They know that they're being seen. And then you have the guys who are like, I am – a new guy transferred into my position and he's not and he's not here yet or he is here and we're competing right now and that needs to happen from day 1 i really love this from kalani satake all right he talked about it being day 1 uh this is his what uh he started in 2016 so this is his 16 17 18 19 20 21 22 28 20, year for kalani satake can you believe we're 8 years into kalani satake wow. that's crazy um, but Kalani Satake, just as a reminder, what was Bronco nine or ten? Either way, I mean, he's almost, somewhere around there. Yeah. So Kalani, this is him talking about 
now having done spring a bunch and, and I think learned a lot along the way, here's what he had to say about day one of spring. You know, obviously it's day one in spring, so we have a lot of uh, install that we put in for our offense and defense and special teams. And uh, I'm just really pleased with the way the guys performed today. Uh, uh, there's some mistakes, but we'll get better. Um, for day one, I was really pleased with it. Have a lot of talent, and uh, it's just a matter of us putting it all together in all three phases. So I, I, was, I was pleased with today's practice. Did you hear in Kalani's voice the uh, a little bit of raspiness, some hoarseness? Because it's day one, and when he says, yeah, we had some mistakes here and there. That's a guy who probably turned up the volume on his voice and he started yelling a little bit. And that's great. I mean, I love that there's some fire and energy on a day one of, of spring. Well, I think I think probably job one for him and 1A is, one, the defense. You know, where does that go? And and that's kind of Kalani's thing. You know, it's it's what he was known for. It's what he's been known for. And then can Keaton Slovis be a guy that helps you win games and stay in games and be in games? Uh, as you're as you're kind of growing and developing as a team, a really good quarterback in college football goes a long way. I mean, you can make up for so much if you get a guy that can really um, make things happen. You look at Caleb Williams at USC. USC was terrible on defense, but um, Caleb Williams took him a win from making the college football playoff just because he was. They were so dynamic and so good on on offense. So I'm I'm sure I'm sure the big buzz for Kalani is. How does Jay Hill fit into all of this? And then, of course, you know, where's Keaton Slovis? Um, I'm interested to see how everything shakes out. It's it, You know what's crazy, too, is to think of Aaron Roderick and uh, Fessy Satake really being veterans at their spot now and calling plays. They're very comfortable with what the offense is. I think that they are ahead of the game most of the time. I think they're outthinking people. Uh, they're always trying to find an iteration and a wrinkle in this offense that would make them a little bit better. And I don't think you could have involved wrinkles and different iterations if you don't have a guy like Keaton Slovis who is as veteran as he is. Uh, you throw a brand, brand new guy in there, and it's a different start. It's something else. But I, I just am I, I'm really impressed by by what they're doing right off the bat, and it's freaking early, and I get it. But uh, here's what Kalani had to say about the defense because that's the part where everybody's going, this is the brand shiny new part of it. So you have this – the, the the old hat offense, right, and figuring things out with A-Rod and, uh, and Satake. And then you've got Jay Hill and this defensive staff that is uh, massively uh, going I – mean, just an, an absolute buzzsaw of a bunch of personalities, great recruiters, guys who are really good at their positions and really good at their jobs. And I think that's uh, exciting for BYU fans. Here's what Kalani said about Jay Hill. I think he's utilizing the personnel and the talent the right way, putting guys in the right spots. And uh, just a matter of them competing. And right now we don't have pads on, but but a lot of speed on the field. And it's just a matter of us making sure that we you know teach them all the, uh, the the fundamentals and techniques, so that when the pads come on, we can really get after it, be physical, and, and compete for some spots. Yeah, Jay Hill's Jay Hill's fascinating to me because um, I just felt like he was a guy that was looking to get uh, the next head coaching job. I mean, I think he left Utah. Uh, to get that the experience and the opportunity at Weber State to kind of make that leap to kind of do the Gary Anderson path, and it felt like he was headed in that right direction. It certainly felt like Utah State was uh, uh, the next or a possible leap for him, and I think a lot of people were surprised. And so, to 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 me, I I think this is taking a step back. You know, being a coordinator um, now, it's at a Power Five school, and I'm sure that's that was what's enticing, but it. It'll be fascinating to see if Jay Hill 
can kind of have the success because I don't think Jay Hill's a guy that goes, my ultimate destination is BYU. So I, I don't know that he's a guy that's going to be around forever there, but uh, I, I think he's got bigger aspir- aspirations about what he wants to do and what he wants to be. And so this is, you know, it'll be a really good test for him. Can he get this defense going and can he do it when BYU's going right into the Big 12? So it's, it's a tall task. Lots to talk about, lots of exciting stuff. Uh, we've got more audio that we're going to bring to you throughout the week uh, as we get it from uh, from practice there from BYU. And uh, But they're the first ones getting started with spring, so uh, there we are. We're going to have as much as we can bring you uh, right here. And you get a, you're going to get the best coverage right here on the KSL Sports Zone, uh, also kslsports.com, where Mitch uh, has his stuff going up every day. So never going to get better coverage than uh, right here on KSL Sports and the KSL Sports Zone. Let's take a break. Uh, when we do, by the way, speaking of KSL Sports, why don't you go and download the new KSL Sports app? If you have been streaming uh, on the former Zone app, get the KSL Sports app, and you're going to get the the KSL Sports Zone right there and stream it. It's a uh, it's just a way more streamlined situation, and it's uh it, it filled with a lot fewer bugs. I'll tell you than the uh, than the old app. So download the KSL Sport the new KSL Sports app and get yourself going on that. When we come back, we've got Scott Mitchell's crystal ball. Looking into the future, and it's all Pac-12 based. All questions that have to do with the Pac-12. So Scott's going to uh, predict the future here, and he actually has the crystal ball in the building. So that's an important thing to note. When Scott does a crystal ball, he goes the Scott entire Mitchell's crystal ball. Oh yeah, that's an actual thing. It's an actual thing. You, it, it used to be a nine hundred number. So <laughs> you'd have to. People were getting uh, it mixed up <laughs> with other nine hundred numbers. Nine hundred numbers. Yeah, it's kind of bad. So they had to take oh, it off the air. Remember nine hundred numbers? Yeah. Boy, I thought I was ordering something, and I thought I was yes, ordering this. Uh, sure, you did. I thought I was ordering this Tupperware. Sure, you thought you were. You're so full. <laughs> sure, you knew exactly what you were doing. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll come back. More to go on the corner. Ninety-seven-five DKSL Sports Zone. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.